0: Welcome to the party, pals. I'm Phil Gawthorn, action movie screenwriter.
1: And I'm Liam Billingham, movie podcaster.
0: And Together, we host Die Hard on a Blank, a podcast from Sugar23 that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema. In each episode, we'll talk about one major action movie that was released after Die Hard.
1: Now, some of these movies take place on a bus. On a boat. Or even a roadhouse.
0: Uh, sure. The point is, these are action movies that couldn't exist without Die Hard, and its DNA is everywhere.
1: Die Hard on a Blank is a celebration of action movies, and a deep dive into the ways that Die Hard shaped the action genre.
0: So if you're a casual fan or an action movie Die Hard... Ooh, very nice. ...then Die Hard on a Blank is for you! Yes, you, personally!
1: Our first two episodes, which are all about the original 1988 masterpiece, Die Hard, dropped December 21st, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil, do the line. Now
0: we have a podcast. (laughs) Ho, ho,
1: ho. I'm Liam Billingham.
0: I'm George Fragopoulos.
1: And this is oeuvre buster <laughs> you think we can have an episode where i just um i just hold that as long as i possibly can for a good like without, 25 like, minutes like it's like a 45 second 45, 45 minute gap yeah and then i'm like be, busters and it's a little bit like a john cage thing
0: Totally, yeah. Well, um, silence just, is the ultimate apotheosis of art, of course, oh as we God, all know.
1: We're 45 seconds in. Please don't. Um, I already used the word apotheosis. So, before we jump in, I would like to address uh, uh, an issue that I'm seeing with the script, which that you wrote, which says, I'm Liam, uh, me, the, I'm supposed to say, I'm Liam and I smell, and you say, I'm George and I continue to be awesome. That's not the opening tag so, for the. At, well, because show. this isn't
0: obviously this isn't a visual medium, and so people can't see the stink lines emanating from your body.
1: Thank God it's not a visual medium, because look <laughs> at your face.
0: Oh come on! I got I like an angelic bearded <laughs> face, just, just, oh, like all
1: those like all those Raphael cherubs with those beards. You're so beautiful, Raphael cherubs. What is that?
0: Raphael, the fucking art, of the Renaissance artist. Oh, I and thought you meant the Ninja Turtle. I thought you meant Philistine? the sort of
1: loner Ninja Turtle.
0: Well, do you know the, the those Ninja Turtles were actually named Liam after prominent <laughs> Renaissance artists. No, they're not. They're
1: named the <laughs> artists are named after the Ninja Turtles. Um, George, we finished we finished season three of the podcast. This is it.
0: Thank our God. season
1: on Batman. We're here. We did it. We made it. Um, we survived. Should we briefly list the movies we've talked about?
0: Oh my! Uh, if briefly, let's
1: do it. Yeah, Batman. It. Batman Returns. Superman. Batman the Animated Series, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Batman from 1966 starring Adam West, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, first movie without Batman in the title, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League, Lego Batman, Lego my Batman and Joker which isn't really a is kind of a Batman movie so that's like 16 movies plus we had little digressions and other things that we did
0: it took a while we started back in December we recorded
1: the first episode yeah like the week before I left New York that's right yeah yeah so that was or not the week before like I left a couple of weeks before no, we like recorded because we recorded the Batman episode and Batman Returns. It doesn't matter; no one cares. Um,
0: <laughs> well, no, it's just also interesting because this is kind of our first bi-coastal
1: bi-coastal kind of, season.
0: Yeah, yeah, and also like obviously, like I flew out to LA to make sure that we got some episodes in the can. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that nice. this has been a, a very momentous. Nice. It's been a very momentous fucking season.
1: I'm. Uh, how how are you feeling? I'm exhausted. Oh, we're
0: exhausted. Yeah. No, totally. And again, it was one of these things where we've talked a little bit about this over text and over email about to what degree the exhaustion is, well, obviously due to fucking COVID and protests. Right. But also to what degree it's a symptom of the imaginative or the lack of imagination that these films to me kind of represent.
1: Yeah, real quickly, have you enjoyed this?
0: I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of these films, but I mean, some of them have been pure. I mean, okay, what like there are worse things to to experience in life than right. like have to sit down and rewatch Justice League, for example. Um, but some of these, I think this is like the first time that we've I we've watched so many films that I intensely disliked. Like, I'm thinking about like, you know, there were like lulls when we did Cassavetes. There were lulls when we did like Philip Seymour Hoffman. But here there were some really wretched films that I had to sit through.
1: Yeah. I I feel like I enjoyed returning. So I enjoyed returning to like the Batman of my youth. Like I would say that up until Batman and Robin and even including Batman and Robin, it felt kind of like refreshing. And then once we got into the Nolan movies, granted, I've seen the Nolan movies many times, all of them, but it got a little heavier as to be expected because the Nolan movies are heavy. But, um, Boy, the se- the final third, fourth of this, final third of this thing was like <laughs> a bit of a slog. And I think it was also uh, because we recorded, we recorded ba- uh, through Batman Begins pre-quarantine. And then I think Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises and everything then was, was post the beginning of quarantine. Good point, A lot yeah. of c- weird instability in the country that we live in. And certainly the last few episodes have gone directly along with protests that are long overdue and uh, meaningful in the context, but it is, it just, it's been, it's been a monumentous time and it's been an interesting time to talk about Batman. I enjoyed it, but I think you put it best, which is like there with Cassavetes, there were times when I would like be like, Oh God, here we go. Woman under the influence three hours. But at the end, I weirdly felt like refreshed by those movies.
0: Well, yeah, because they're fucking amazing works of art for the most part.
1: Right, and overall, I would say that the Batman films are works of art, but I don't know if they they quite hit the level of... um, uh, the hit the highs of the Cassavetti's films that really hit highs, what would you say?
0: Oh, no, I mean, totally. And I I would say, just to, again, bring some nuance to that, some of these are works of art, and some of them are just absolute pieces of shit. I mean, I don't think it's also a coincidence that the last you know, the last like fourth or fifth of however it is that you want to break it down of our time with Batman has been, it's felt more oppressive because of, I think, the two Snyder films.
1: Yeah. I mean, you made the point that we are spending all this time delving into films that are quote, both commercial products that are, that are really, really commercial capitalist kind of projects. And I feel like it hits, it's sort of like, it's most sort of cynical with the Snyder films. Do you agree?
0: um yes yeah i would say probably those are, well mm, i mean it's interesting because we should we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail but that article they sent around and again i fucking those first two batman the first two tim Burton batman films batman, are amazing yeah and but it is interesting to also think about the ways in which obviously those are also like commodities but also because they're so well crafted and they're so well made that they again transcend, let's say, the limitations of them simply being commodities. I mean, I think, I mean, it's interesting because I, for me, it just goes back to like what were we were talking about. About like, I forgot which episode it was, maybe it was the one, the first um Batman, Superman, Batman v Superman, and, and where I was complaining about seeing the murder of his parents
1: again. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. still, yeah.
0: And again, just the, me being like, I've literally like seen this seen now like six times in like three months and that to me and and, in on a much larger level that to me speaks to kind of like the lack of imagination in these films right like in the sense like we have to let's say continually repeat the same tropes and ideas and themes and images and scenes even and that's where like the exhaustion kind of like sets in and also just doing the math i'm like so, Batman 1990, right? Yeah. And just thinking about, it's like, what's the what's the pace? It's like a Batman film every two or three years or something.
1: I have that somewhere here, but it's, you know, Batman, I think, well, Batman, there was 1989, 1992, 1995, and then a, a gap, because I don't think, Bat- Batman Begins didn't come out until 2005, and then we had... Dark Knight in 2008. But, you know, it's interesting, and I I think we've talked around this, but we probably haven't directly um, spoken about it. But, like, we also have... One of the things that might be exhausting about this experience is that we've definitely, like, covered the gamut of mainstream film history from 1989 until 2019 Um, and the way that that the industry has changed. And uh, the article that you just brought up is there's this piece um, written by Katie Stebbins, who is doing a top 10 by year project about movies, and she's working on 1990, and she wrote this piece called The Product, the quote, Product as Synergy Era Begins Hollywood in 1990. It's really, I thought it was, it's a great piece. It came out uh, just a few days ago. We will spare you our our, our summary or a long. to, (laughs) you should just read it, I guess I should say, but I think the biggest takeaways for me was that in the lead up to Batman coming out in the late 80s, Deregulation by the, by um, the Reagan administration led to this sort of gobbling up and creation of these media conglomerates that resulted in a way of making movies that were just part of a larger marketing push and it, it sort of made me reflect in a couple ways and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this where when Batman in 1989 came out I remember. M- Seeing the movie, loving the movie, obviously, but I definitely had some of the toys, and I definitely had the soundtrack. Everyone had the soundtrack, and it was I kind of about well. how you know the studio pushed Tim Burton to include the um the include the the music from the soundtrack or Prince's music in the movie. he didn't want to do it, so it's like the first time you kind of see this synergy in that nineteen eighty nine Batman movie that then is sort of like continues with Dick Tracy which much to Warren Beatty's chagrin he didn't he was not interested he just wanted to make a good movie and i feel like the piece is really good because it it sort of reflects the fact that like we've been living with these like ultra conglomerated studios making these products that need to satisfy everybody and the way they think they need to satisfy everybody is giving them the same thing to some extent over and over again and repackaging totally, it whether yeah. it's gritty or like fun and I, I found the piece very powerful in that way and I also found it personally powerful because like there were two movies I loved in the late 80s and early 90s and those were Batman and Dick Tracy like I came to that stuff first the the piece also talks about independent cinema but independent cinema was not what a nine-year-old eight-year-old Liam was
0: yeah interested of course in, yeah I mean I remember nine-year-old George listening or 10-year-old George listening to that like Prince soundtrack and being like I don't know what to make of this music
1: yeah, it's so good. I was, but I was
0: like, there's two songs on here that I, that I liked back then. And one of them was Trust. And the other one was... Yeah, was that, it was called like Funky Man? Is that what it was called? That, the one yeah, where he's fun- walking into yeah, yeah, the museum? Yeah, yeah, So fucking good.
1: you've and, ever seen. But yeah, it, and it's, it's, I don't but even it's, know it's, what he's it's, saying. It's so good. Yeah,
0: but it's, it's, it's hilarious because I listened to that soundtrack when we were recording our initial episode on batman I was like wow this fucking of course the soundtrack is like amazing well and um, also
1: i feel like we we don't realize that we're being marketed at when we're nine years old like of course
0: yeah we're idiots i mean i'm still kind of an idiot but like i, I was like, really i, would I would was agree. really wait what'd you say i said you're I really would, smart <laughs> but i was really an idiot back then but i remember i still remember just like how fucking it, it's crazy how like the marketing though and the like how it works because i remember being 10 years old or yeah. nine years old however the fuck old i was when this came out and just being so swept up by it and being so fucking oh, excited. it was huge and, and like being and being in the theater and a pack theater it was i think probably june hot as hell but also just like everybody in the theater like clapping and applauding and hooting and hollering we'd like, never. i don't think people su-
1: had seen anything like this
0: yeah it was such a fucking event it was such a goddamn event
1: do you feel like part of the reason we're more cynical about these movies now in addition to being like, you know, 40-year-old man children is that we um I think we're more sophisticated than we used to be oh, about of these course. things? I mean, but I, I mean am like s- people are people Brandy like smoking a seeing cigar. You do are you are you got okay. Like you would um <laughs> hang on, let me just puff I just I got to fucking Let add me get colored. my smoking jacket. No, like we've all seen this a million times. Like be seeing the Bruce Wayne's uh origin story on the big screen in nineteen eighty nine felt like a big deal. Now we're kind of like, oh really? Here we go. Yeah, again. dude,
0: because we're we're literally old. Like if when your when your daughter in like six or seven years, like she will get swept up in a movie and you will be like, Why are you getting swept up in this? Just like again when I'm like talking to my like niece and nephew who are right, um, like older than your daughter they're like totally they get wrapped up in shit like this i think that's it's just an like,
1: interesting thing to bring up in the context of kind of what we're talking about because you know these movies especially i would say the later ones um you can't talk about batman without talking about like law and order and though before we started the season it wasn't like these weren't issues that people were thinking about, but certainly, like, the way we talk about law and order has come under scrutiny, especially from an entertainment perspective over the yeah, past But we should
0: be clear that, like, there were people thinking about these things, yeah, but it Yeah, that's what wasn't, I was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it wasn't, said, I right. said that. Uh, I don't know if you did. Can we, can we get you the, feel roll like, the tape back, please? You know, one
1: of the things... W- it's interesting to think, like, what the next incarnation of Batman... Because there's the in one, the and Pattinson, also... Yeah there's this uh, recent well there's we're covering a lot of different things right now but like you know there's a lot more sh- long story short we're going to have the Pattinson batman we're going to continue to have like probably cartoon batman michael Ke- michael keaton is coming back in batman and uh, as, as batman bruce wayne and a flashpoint take on the flash which is not accurate or not faithful to the comic book but who cares it's michael <laughs> keaton playing Although, yes. the greatest batman ever
0: Although yeah, when you did send me that info, I was like, oh wait, this actually is kind of exciting. It's so exciting.
1: <laughs> but like, do you think that? I mean, there there's gonna be a lot more Batman coming up. We're having this conversation about Law and Order. These movies portray cops. These movies portray a vigilante that works with the cops. Like, do you feel? I mean, you you probably don't feel diff- any differently. I feel like maybe the conversation. It's hard to even think back on the Nolan movies and feel quite the same way. As I might have two to three months ago, where I still think there's nuance in them, but I certainly feel as though, like, if I were to watch Dark Knight Rises right now for the podcast, I might be a little more like, "Ugh," at some of the things it does with the with the policing in it.
0: So, just if I understand you your question correctly, you're just basically saying, are these? Is it going to?
1: I'm reflecting are, on the are, fact that it feels it feels different, dated. even even a it dated, and also like. I don't. I honestly don't think that movie is rah rah cops. I really don't. I think it. I think it has. I think it deals with that. But I. I again. I. I still think it isn't. But I do feel like watching it now. I might. Let's just say I might be a little more like oof.
0: It's not totally. Yeah. No. I agree. I think it's not totally rah rah cops, but it is very, for the most part, rather sympathetic to. Well, it's
1: rah rah law and order. And let's say that. Let's rah. It's sure. rah rah the the status quo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean. I, one thing that I was disappointed by was that I forget, who's the who's directing the new one that's coming out?
1: Um,
0: I forget, but there was basically. I almost a quote. said
1: Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I don't getting,
0: know. he's getting into direction, but I can um, tell
1: you uh, very quickly if you'd like to know.
0: I saw a photo of Matthew Lillard recently, and I have to say, um, wow, he's. Matt Reeves. Aged. Matt Reeves. Yes, where there so there was a Matt Reeves quote ap- apparently about like how his version is going to be darker or at least kind of more psychologically I guess like intense and I was like I was like man I don't know if we need that (laughs) I don't know if I'm like into or like the idea of like yet another really super dark take on this character because again the like the Burton ones to me still are like the best kind of synthesis of both worlds
1: yeah I would I would go for that I would even what I'm really intrigued about I want to see a version of Batman that isn't as brutal. I know that sounds ridiculous, but is more like more not psychological but more focused on the detective stuff. I feel like they hinted that a little bit with yeah. the Nolan, but like you know, the Nolan stuff is it sacrifices itself. It always sacrifices like whatever depth it might have for like kiss kiss bang bang in the final hours of the movies a little bit and it, it kind of does some of that stuff but it's all so over the top it might be nice to get like a bat like i want a bat like an actual batman year one i want batman detective batman like batman, solving
0: like yeah get fincher on the case get like a batman procedural batman like meets zodiac
1: oh yeah. Oh, you can't be, like, you can't oh you,
0: it's an hour of him in the bat cave just like going over like false leads <laughs> He's just or trying to figure out all the information. It's like
1: I need to I need to look the Joker in the face yeah. and
0: <laughs> He walks into a hardware store at the very end and he just like awkwardly stares at the Joker. And
1: like <laughs> the Joker's like, "Listen, man, I'm just trying to work." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, do you want to know I got these scars? I was using my backhoe, and I cut my hand, and it was very bad.
0: Batman's like, I'm more interested um, in those boots. Where'd you get those boots from? But, like,
1: from? you know, one of the things that that came up, again, was with the Law and Order stuff is at the end of Dark Knight Rises, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character quits the force, and, and I think it was either you or Nicole, probably Nicole, who made the point that, like, he doesn't do it because he's like, I don't believe in policing. He does it because, like, there's two... M- the cops can't get the job done that I want to get done, and, like, that just feels... Really out of touch with our with with the way the world is right now and all and yeah. always has been, but feels particularly sort of like ugh, right now. I'm,
0: it will be interesting to see if and again I don't know who the fuck knows what this Batman film is going to look like. It's still like a year and a half away, right?
1: Minimum, they got to f- start shooting it again.
0: Yeah, so just to think about
1: and I don't want to throw shade. It might be changed. But Robert Pattinson was walking around London this week. I saw some photos maskless. <gasps> so well
0: yeah i mean when you, dude when you have a face like that wear your on. mask
1: he's not that i don't he doesn't i know he does few, he doesn't do it for me um you know who he
0: did it for my friend claire she was like
1: robert i must claire have denis, you. uh, your friend claire denis get yeah, out of here I, I just call her claire
0: because it's the kind of relationship is robert um i need your face in my film
1: do you think spending the past few months just watching the, Fuck,
0: i'm out here fucking doing the heavy lifting of like impersonate really bad impersonations i'm fucking making references to claire denis and liam's like dude we've been recorded for 20 minutes and 45 seconds come on it's fucking wow
1: we started at the exact same time that's amazing i know
0: because um, we're fucking experts at this we're by experts. now experts
1: you you in our notes here i'm just referencing what you've written we have a line about is there After something Claire Denis
0: impersonation
1: is there something that is potentially regenerative about a superhero like batman because he is in a sense an attempt at a kind of archetypal figure what do you mean, what What would be regenerative? About? I mean, regener
0: sorry, regenerative is a bad word. I Can't just meant you just in talk the sense, like a person, and I just well, I mean, you didn't have to read my fucking notes. No, well, <laughs> I, t- I did. I, t- I typically don't tend to write <laughs> the way that I speak, but just the idea that there's a there's again, let's say something potentially like you could always do something new with these kind of characters, and I think that's what's kind of disappointing about a lot of these films that they're not really attempting to do. Something new with these characters, like you just said, like, oh, it'd be really fucking interesting. Yeah. If you had like a two and a half hour Batman film that was more like noir, more procedural, less about him getting into fist fights with like grotesque characters, like that would be really fucking interesting, right? Like, you just do it like on a very, like, almost like a minimum, minimal budget. It doesn't have to have like five villains in it, it doesn't have to have huge set pieces. It's quiet, it's dark it's introspective but it'd be different it would fucking be different
1: i would really be into like almost a film noir retread of batman returns though not exactly the same like i really there there's a lot of juice in bat and penguin as like gangster figure penguin as political figure that i think is really interesting and obviously batman returns is great a but classic, I, I would yeah. i would be down apparently colin is playing him in the new one and like i love that like i think that that's really really interesting and i wonder Whoa. if they're going to look at what's that film we're calling Steve McQueen movie where Colin Farrell plays a Chicago politician. Um, no fucking clue. Um, it's really, really good. Nobody saw it. And I thought it was really, really great. Steve um, McQueen, huh? Steve McQueen, the film director, the yeah, guy who yeah, did yeah. Hunger. The yeah. film is called Widows.
0: I had no idea. Oh, he, dude, they, it's you got to watch
1: Widows. You got to watch he,
0: it. It's really good. He's a he's a very talented filmmaker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He has two movies coming out this year. Um, or we're going to premiere at con, but that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I I'm excited. I, of course, but I think the thing is is that especially with movie theaters becoming like less um, of a thing that we all go to, uh, I, I can't I can't expect that we're going to get a moody psychological low budget Batman film without like bang bang boom boom. Anytime soon, which is a bummer, but it still could be really good. Um, Let's wrap it up. Anything else you want to add there? Oh, I have a couple more things. Um, Rip Joel Schumacher.
0: Yeah, rest in peace. This
1: week. I I know that they're controversial. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are fun. I would like a little bit more of that in the Batman-verse now. A little bit of the humor. A little bit of the acknowledgement that it's insane. Would be nice.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Batman Forever is a certain kind of fun <laughs> for me personally, but that fourth right. one is just absolutely wretched. You know, we've talked about
1: a couple of his films now. Cause he directed flawless as well. And there's a few I'd like to go back and revisit. I probably will watch Batman forever again someday, but um, I like some of his other movies. I really like phone booth.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that with that. Who's in that? I,
1: Colin Farrell again. Right, Colin, um, wow. Colin. And, faster, uh, what's it? Uh, Colin Farrell. And, um, it's basically one guy alone in a phone booth uh, with a with a sniper trained on him. It's like the last phone booth in oh, New York City. Oh yes, and okay. um, it's got it's got some good actors in it. I'm trying to remember who's the actor who won the Academy Award for playing Edie Amin? Oh, um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is in it. He's good. Um, Katie Holmes, the guy
0: is in, in it? Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't like that Star Wars movie. It's a bad know, Star Wars I know, movie. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, sad scene go. And I even like 8mm. I like the Nicolas Cage Millimeter movie. It's dark.
0: I've not seen 8 Millimeter. I just, I want to go back and see The Lost Boys, which I haven't seen in forever. I've,
1: I don't know if I've ever seen The Lost Boys, actually. It's
0: been a very, very long time. I definitely saw it when I was... A, a teenager but I do not remember it only like bits and pieces I remember it terrifying me when I was like 13 or yeah. 14 yeah
1: I remember it being one of those movies that like when you're 11 you're like your your friends saw Lost Boys like, I know yeah that's crazy but uh, Rip Joel <sighs> Schumacher dark. kind of a director from a different era of of Hollywood who did a lot of amazing things Who's a costume designer he did the costumes for a bunch of Woody Allen films including Interiors which is a beautifully whoa did not made, know that. beautifully made film um, is that so, how he came up in, in the piece? biz huh
0: that's so how he came up in the biz
1: yeah he was a costume designer let's rank our top batman films and batman um george what are your top three let's Ooh, go through okay. let's go through your top your batman films go
0: very easy batman returns
1: mm-hmm. batman 1989
0: mm-hmm. and uh dark knight
1: okay why
0: because they're awesome no, again um, those those first two Burton films, and I, sorry, I've been saying this forever, so uh, please feel free to stop listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> but those, just,
1: I'm going to stop recording.
0: Again, those two films like tread such an amazing uh, balance between the darkness and the campiness that that Schumacher and Nolan kind of bifurcate and go too far to either ends for me. Gotcha. So yeah, like like I've been saying, those are kind of like already like the synth- the perfect synthesis. Um, that the other two directors kind of go out of their way to deconstruct. But also Dark Dark Knight because it's just, again, it's like it does those things where it transcends a lot of the generic kind of components, I think, of most superhero films. I think a lot of that obviously has to do with Ledger. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it leans in a little bit more in being like a crime movie, like a Michael right. Mann-esque
1: kind oh, of rip. Oh, it's a Michael Mann rip. The, the, yeah. the, uh, Batman, uh, Nolan will admit it.
0: And I think that's why that one for me kind of really stands out because it, it really attempts to like step out of its, again, generic kind of conventions.
1: Um. So my list was exactly yours. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm writing an alternate list in which those nice. those things don't exist. And here is the ranking. Um, Phantasm, because I think it's like the cleanest Ooh. take on the character. And it it, it almost hews closest to that kind of thing you're describing where it beca- it's a smaller film. And it it spends a lot of time dealing with Bruce Wayne's psyche, which I think is really really interesting. Good point. Um, Lego Batman because I think it is the best sort of satirical take on the character, and like doesn't shy away from just putting out the fact that like Batman's an asshole, Bruce Wayne's an asshole. We don't ha- we don't have to have a complicated relationship with him, or we do because like we're meant to like him, but it's also lays bare what a dick he is.
0: That would be my number four, yeah.
1: And my third choice. Is The Dark Knight Rises?
0: Because, 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 hmm? because you could just do your Bane impersonation.
1: No, I I honestly found revisiting that to be like a joy. Um, I don't. The Dark Knight is so is so comparatively clean that like I sort of appreciate what The Dark Knight Rises is reaching for. I don't think it works entirely. There's a lot about it that like even as I say this sentence, I'm like, ugh, the stuff with Talia, but like. <laughs> it's just such a reach. Like I applaud how, how I wish Christopher Nolan would also make like a $3 million crime movie again, but I appreciate that he tries to like turn Batman into this like massive statement about like the way America is now in it's present tense. And like, it does feel timely and relevant. And I think that like, it's scary how timely and relevant it feels, especially with the like New York city cut off from the rest of the world kind of thing that happens in that movie. And you know, it's like a serious attempt to 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 use the comic book form, like in a really, really gr- not gritty, but like in a in a sort of like epic David Lean esque way, while while still having like a bit of Battle of Algiers in it. And like, I can't do anything but like ad- admire the ambition. I just wish that like they tone down. I I again, I think that movie kills if it starts at the like hour and a half mark, and it's a 90-minute movie. I think it kills. Yeah. But I also appreciate that we have a three-hour. It's it's also the one that, like, I actually am the most eager to revisit. Like, I could hang up with you right now and, like, watch the Bat- Dark Knight Rises right now because I feel like I ignored it for so long because I disliked it so much. Fair. Um, rank your Batman. Oh, Batman.
0: Like, this is, for me, very, very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keaton. Mm-hmm. Bale. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Affleck.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why?
0: Why? Because I think yeah. there's a weird, there's a weariness in that. In the, um, I know, like, this is controversial, hot take. There's a weariness in his performance in the first one in Batman v Superman that I think, that I really kind of enjoy. There's like a, a jaded, like a cynicism to it. Yeah, that's true. That I think like really comes across. And it's like the closest we're ever going to get again like, to like the Batman from the Dark Knight comic books, I think. So. That
1: is interesting. I never would have. So, yeah. I, I, I I feel bad. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for Ben Affleck, <laughs> but I feel like it immediately became a joke and that's just not fair. But I think you're right. He's, he's maybe the best thing about. The he's the best Dawn thing of about J- that movie. Except for Gal Gadot, yeah. who's,
0: well, great. Um, I just I kind of disagree. So, so. so, so. All so, right, so let me well.
1: rank my my Batman, um, Keaton, of course, Conroy, uh,
0: Arnett. I was thinking Arnett also for number three, but
1: um, I gotta say, I think one thing that rather than I th- I love Keaton because he's idiosyncratic. It's crazy that he played Batman. It's crazy that he it might is. come back and be Batman. Mm. Arnett is just like locates this like ego thing that I think is really interesting. And I think that of uh, pound for pound, a lot of people will say that, um, Christian Bale is like sort of the most like traditional, traditionally good, um, Bruce Wayne. Like he's kind of the archetype for Bruce Wayne, which makes sense. He's kind of good looking. He's young, like, and he's good, but I got to say like as good of an actor as he is. And I do think he's one of the reasons those movies work so well is they cast like a really good actor in that part. Um, Bruce, Rain, Wayne, Bruce, Rain, Bruce Wayne is kind of the blandest thing about the, the Nolan Batman movies in a weird way. Like, he's just so, like, he's so heavy. And, like, he has really good scenes with Michael Caine and whatever. But I feel like the emotion and the feeling that Conroy has as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in those movies really is as good, if not better, than what uh, Christian Bale brings. And, again, like, this is all said under the guise of, like, I think the Nolan Batman movies fucking rule. Like, I love them. Conor also
0: did his own stunts, and Bane did, Bale did not.
1: No, Bale did all his own stunts. That's all him. I,
0: I'm just joking. He actually because, became Batman. Because he's an animated character. For,
1: um, He became Batman. he's
0: a voice actor.
1: He became the Batman. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Bruce Wayne?
0: Uh, Jeez, that's a good question. Do I have a favorite Bruce Wayne? I think Michael Keaton. Because I think Michael Keaton projects, yeah, the weirdness and the awkwardness that somebody in that position would probably naturally Mm. kind of have. Like, Mm -hmm. again, there's that kind of, that psychotic, like, tension that is, that inhabits that character. So when he's not obviously Batman, you can still tell, like, there's something fucking off with him. That's good.
1: Yeah, I sort of agree with that. I think that that's really good.
0: The other Batmen are really bland in a way that Keen is not, and I think that's one thing maybe Pattinson can bring back, like the weirdness a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, I think he's into that. I think he make wants to make him like a total weirdo. Um, I I don't love the Bale voice, but that's we can that's that's a whole other thing. One last thing, um, real quick, don't without thinking too much. Favorite villain, villain, favorite villain, favorite, favorite villain. villain, favorite villain from any Batman movie. Go.
0: Uh, without thinking too much, uh, Danny DeVito.
1: Yeah, it's Danny DeVito, hundred yeah. percent. Danny DeVito's incredible. Owns it, cool. He's that's villain it.
0: And Batman Returns, he's the villain in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's just an amazing villain.
1: He's an amazing, but also he's... apparently like the sweetest guy. Yeah, a big, big Bernie supporter. Yeah, yeah. He will, yeah. There we go. Um, okay, well that that's Batman. We're done. I'm really glad we're done.
0: Yeah, my god, I'm so I can't glad can't we're Fucking done. wait to get to some actual cinema.
1: <laughs> oh, stop it! Those <laughs> movies are cinema. I can't um, wait to see
0: something in black and white.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be real. Oh, what if they do? Maybe they should do a gritty black <gasps> and white Batman. Um, That'd be fucking amazing. Please, if you haven't, yes, our next season is on the 16 films made in collaboration between Akira Kurosawa and Toshirô Mifune, and we're gonna start that soon. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Um, George, you want to read our latest review? Uh, yeah.
0: Is this is, is it a, the, this is, this is is the good the one? It's not. It's not
1: the bad one. Um, no, I got it here. Um, so Hannah H H H gave us five stars Whoa. and she said, intelligent, fun, sincere. These guys, I'm very proud of this line. These guys are the good kind of film bros. I E I don't have to eye roll for two hours while a man explains Tarantino to me. <laughs> they genuinely love film. You see the and thing I
0: in- about Tarantino is they
1: <laughs> genuinely love. Shut up. They just, yeah, Hannah, it sounds like you just don't get it. They genuinely love film, and I enjoy their analysis and observations. Here's the most important line of this whole thing. I heard Liam on Girls, Guts, and Jallo, Annie Malomat's podcast, discussing Antichrist, and I would love a series on the Lars von Trier oeuvre. It might be coming.
0: George. In 2023. George. I don't think I could watch that House of Jack movie.
1: I I just read a really, really interesting piece about how it's... I saw that. it's a it's a, an ultimate it's a troll. statement on his career he's trolling himself um we might have to do it, might have uh, to do it. thank you hannah that's a really really yeah nice that review. actually is a and very nice review thank annie Malamet, thank you for having me on the show to talk about the complex relationship that lars von trier has to himself and to <laughs> women um that's it that's all please rate review and subscribe to the show george anything else uh
0: no I miss you bud.
1: Great. I miss you too. I'm George Fragopoulos.
0: I am Liam Bellingham.
1: Wait a minute. I'm <laughs> that man. Let's just go with it. Let's go with this it. was Uber Busters. Bye. Thanks.